Hey, Moto America fans, this is Paul Carruthers, and this is our weekly Moto America podcast, which is off track with Moto America. And uh, I'm with Sean Bice, who's our co-host on the show. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we do this thing on a weekly basis. Um, we include guests on 99, 95% of the shows. And there are a variety of people from, uh, from within our paddock, most of which are, are our racers, both uh, veteran and, and young stars, young rising stars. We have a young rising star with us on the, on the line this morning. But uh, first of all, Sean, uh, how's it going back there? Oh, it's going great. I'm looking forward to uh, this next round. You know, it's funny. I've been I've been looking at Google Maps just to kind of familiarize myself with that area because I think I, I've only been to the Seattle airport once in my life and it was like a change planes type thing. Um, I don't know that area at all, although, although I do love a lot of things about up there, including I'm a big Eddie Vedder fan and I also love Chris Cornell, not just because J.D. Beach looks like him, but uh, I love that C Seattle grunge band stuff. But uh, that's about all I know about that area. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be very foreign to me. Um, did you ever go to that uh, P, the, the Portland, Portland International back in the day when we had races yeah. there? Okay. It's funny. It's funny because when I first, one of the, I think my first year at Cycle News, I covered two races. They had back to back. It was like Portland and then Seattle International Raceway. Oh, wow. And okay. The, the, C, the Portland one. Uh, Dale Cordley actually won the superbike race. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was like the first time I ever talked to him. And this was like 1986 or something. Wow. Um, our guest parents probably weren't even born, but, um, Great. and then, and then the next weekend was either, it was either before or after, but then they raced at Seattle international raceway, which was in Kent, which I think is North of Seattle. Um, so the opposite direction, but, uh, yeah. actually Wayne Rainey won one of those, won one of those races. So. And and that was AMA or what back? Yeah, in those they did. They did for a couple of years. They did these AMA. Um, they were called something else. AMA Pro Championship. They were like different from the actual Superbike Championship. Okay. But they wow. they generally get pretty good riders there. So it, it's funny that Wayne was actually there, but um, he was there on and he won on a five hundred Honda, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's Bob, Bob McLean's or something. Yeah, Bob McLean, right? When he was riding that RS five hundred, that's right. Um, but it, it's cool. a really nice area. I've actually, I've got friends up there, so I've vacationed there before. And I mean, it's a beautiful part of the country when it's not raining. And, you know, August is like, without a doubt, their best month. So we're going at the, we're going at the right time. So it'll be, it'll be fun. And it's, it's nice to actually have it so that you, you have to fly all the way across country instead of it just being me all the time. <laughs> yeah, finally, I don't, I can't, well, I could drive because a lot of these teams are driving. In fact, a lot of them are leaving today, but um, yeah, I'm not going to drive to that one. That's a little, little too much for me. So yeah, it's a long trip. Yeah. Well, why don't Why don't we uh, Why don't we introduce the the kid we've got on the show today, who's Dominic Doyle, and uh, he's from South Africa. He's one of our top uh, Liquid Molly Junior Cup racers. He's actually second in the championship, uh, 34 points now behind Rocco Landers. After he had he had a, his first rough weekend um, at our last race at Pit Race. But his season, man, it started like gangbusters. He won three straight races in the first three races we had at um, Road America. He's had three seconds to go with that, and he's had a third-place finish. So the only time he's been off the podium was uh, in race one at Pit Race when we had that pretty scary accident. Um, he, w he crashed in that and then obviously was able, unable to restart, but uh, bounced back the next day to finish on the podium again. So he's had, he's had quite the season, and I mean – 
if it wasn't for that little bit of a blip there uh, on the radar, he would still be right on uh, Rocco Landers' tail. But uh, there's still plenty of races left, and I and those guys seem to be willing to battle it in every single round. So let's uh, let's bring Dominic in and and chat with him. How are you today, Dominic? I'm good. Thanks for yourself, guys. Thanks for the introduction. Oh, not so bad. I just telling the truth, so it's easy. <laughs> A lot of times, yeah, I got a lot of times I got to lie through the entire intro, and that's harder. So <laughs> it's been it's been pretty great this season, Dominic. I mean, we've kind of gotten to know you because when you come into the when you're on the podium and you come in and we do the press conference, you know, Paul and I are always in there. So uh, we've gotten to at least know you from that point of view a little bit. But I would say you're an individual that ha- is a smoldering individual. You, uh, your exterior is pretty cool, common, but man, when you put that face shield down, you, uh, you definitely are a, a badass, as they say. So, do people think that about you with your know, your personality? You're fairly low key, but obviously an intense. Yeah. Okay, I'm more. You kind of stick to myself in the paddock. Um, I don't get around that much. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, um, it's just uh, try focus as much as I can and focus on the racing. We talked about this last week, Sean, and I told you how impressed I was. But it seems funny, but I, I kind of like when, when somebody doesn't like to get beat. Um, yeah. I've been that way since I was a little kid. Like, you know, I, you know, I'd throw the checkers board or tip the Monopoly table over or something if things weren't going my way, which isn't exactly the right way to handle it, but you get my point. But I like Dominic because when he's on the podium and he's in second and, and Rocco's won, um, or whoever, but I mean, in this case, it's usually Rocco. Uh, you can see in his face that he's like angry and disappointed and upset and all those emotions that generally make you work harder and do better in life because you don't like losing. And I, I mentioned it in the podcast last week was, you know, one of my favorite things that Scott Russell always said, you show me a good loser and I'll show you someone who loses a lot. So Dominic, <laughs> that, that's pretty much your makeup, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing something that's not true, right? I can see that you're not happy when you get second. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, last year I was, I'd be happy with a second or a third just because um, I wasn't finishing up there all the time. But when you get that like taste of victory and um, you just, you kind of want to stay there and when you get beaten, it doesn't feel as, <laughs> feel too good. So um, yeah, obviously I'm not, I'm not, extremely happy with the second but i mean i'll take it for now and we're just gonna move on to the next race and improve you know dominic i think it was the maybe second road america round i i think that's the one i recall that uh you know sam lockoff and you and matthew skoltz and cam peterson I think you guys were all on the podium that weekend or you were all around the podium um and uh you guys are all from south africa and there was a photo taken of you guys all together up on the uh, podium and i got to thinking you know it's amazing how many riders we have from south africa but the thing that i don't i honestly don't know about you other than the fact that i do know that you're living in indiana but i i don't really know what brought you to this country did you come to this country to race did you race prior to this and what kind of why do you live in indiana and i don't say that in a bad way because i live in ohio and from indiana um i'm just curious you know what what the background is so um i was racing full-time in south africa i started racing when i was uh five like started racing motocross around then and then i got into supermoto when i was about 
10 or 11. Um, then I got a chance to ride like little NSF 100 bikes on a go-kart track for a while. And um, after that, I got a, like a KTM 390. Um, it was kind of like a spec class in South Africa. And uh, just a little different to the one over here. It was just kind of more stock, like no suspension and stuff. So I was I was racing that, and um, my mom moved over here to because um, of my stepdad's job. He works with GS. They're based here in um, Indiana, so that's kind of why we're in Indiana. Um, my mom and brother moved first, and I kind of like I was racing in South Africa and just like kind of waiting. And my parents got me four hundred over here, and uh, we tried that out. Um, like I, I eventually got all my paperwork sorted out, and I got over here, and um, we did the last three rounds of the Moto America season. Um, and before that, I did do two wild card rides. Um, John Orich got me on the, the the road racing world wild card for the KTM RC Cup. Um, so yeah, I that was really great, and I can't thank him enough for getting me over here. Um, so that was kind of like the start, and uh, when I moved here full-time, we started racing just as like a privateer, and I raced the 2019 season as a privateer, like up until the last three rounds, and I, there was a opening at BartCon, and um, I, I went and did the last three rounds for them, and I got some strong finishes, and we're with them this year again, and it's working real great and um i can't thank them enough for having me on um the team this season and all their support and hard work so does i mean it a lot of the credit has to go to to being on a team with that much help compared to just being a pure privateer because the results have obviously just changed overnight but was that a byproduct of of you know getting some races under your belt last year and 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 just working hard in the off season and, and having a goal of being able to run at the front since you were able to get on the podium at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I joined BardCon, um, we did like in that off season after Barber, we did like a whole lot of off season training out at Indy Motorsports Ranch with my crew chief, Dustin. And he just, we just rode and rode and applied stuff from like parking lot drills to, and we could just get straight out on track and, apply them straight to the track and I think just the seat time through the through the off season really helped because like before being a privateer it was kind of harder to get like track time and like I'd have to find track days and I just wasn't on the bike as much so yeah the off season training really helped so Dominic I want to talk a little bit about your team too because obviously they've they've had a huge influence on you. And I mean, we, we ran a video, uh, on our social media, which was you lighting up on the grid and, and with Dustin Apgar, uh, kind of cheering and, you know, you can see he was totally motivating you and it yeah. makes me laugh just knowing the way your demeanor is and, and knowing Dustin and the fact that he's, he, I love the guy. He's a bit of a crazy person though. And he worked with Sean and Varsity a couple of years ago. And, you know, I know he's originally from Vermont and I, I like New Englanders because I lived there for a while. But uh, but tell us about your relationship with Dustin and what he's doing for you, because um, it clearly is helping. I can we can see that. So, yeah, when I joined BardCon, um, I was I 
started working with Dustin and like he's just he's the best he does everything for me and um he works so hard to get me out on track and does everything in his power to um put a great bike under me and share all his knowledge with me get like just making me the best rider I can be and um whether it's bettering my riding or bettering the bike and he just does an awesome job i was just looking at i was just looking at some of the videos that he's had he has of you doing crazy stuff at the house um like uh like pulling the i i saw one where you're actually like swimming and pulling the boat um so is that does he just i mean it looks kind of fun because it looks all different all the time oh by the way i've had sean do that to the point where i could actually water ski behind the boat that's how good a shape <laughs> oh yeah i got top speed man so anyway, it looks it looks kind of fun. I mean, it's obviously a big challenge, and he comes up with different ways of uh, of, of training you. So it, it, it you enjoy are you enjoying that? Yeah, for sure. It makes things a lot more fun. It's not like just one set thing that we're doing every day. Um, he he was kind of surprised that I could move the boat a little. He thought it was gonna just like stay there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's great training with him every day and. We'll, we'll be ready for the next round. So where are you guys based? Because BartCon is out of New York. I know Colin Barton is there. You know, Dustin was from Vermont, but I, I think he lives in Phoenix now. Um, you're in Indiana. Where do you guys, where are you doing these this training? So right now we're at my house. Uh, Dustin came to my house after Pittsburgh, and we've just been since Pittsburgh, just riding, training every single day, just we, yeah, we went out to track day at Barber. We've been at the go-kart track like every day of the week and uh, swimming and swimming across the lake, towing the boat. Uh, and like just we've been practicing whole shots because my starts weren't so great um, or they haven't been so great this year. So um, we've got that sorted out. We've been practicing whole shots in my driveway, actually. So <laughs> I saw that as well. <laughs> I was a little worried that that tree came a little close. I I don't know. I haven't had any so I'll keep it. All right, good. You know, you know, it's funny, Dominic. Um, I I almost hate to bring this up because you know we don't want to belabor the point, but you know, Matthew Skoltz gets busted on sometimes about his starts, although he's been doing a better job lately too. And I can't attribute it. It's not a South African thing, is it? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, like I didn't really uh, have the best technique, um, and Dustin's kind of worked that all out of me and got a got good solid technique that his dad taught him. Um, so he said his starts have always been great with that that technique that his dad taught him, and he passed it on to me, and it's really been working great ever since I've been trying it. So. We'll, wow, we'll that's awesome. next round. Yeah, it's not it's it's not a good idea to give Rocco anything at the start there, is it? I mean, it, he's obviously difficult enough to beat, but if he gets off the line and you don't, it just makes things nearly impossible. And I think that's kind of what we saw a little yeah. bit of at the last round. Yeah, it definitely makes things harder when like you get like a bike in between you and you gotta get around him. Um so yeah. Either I wanna be in front of him into the first turn. And yeah, definitely not have anybody else blocking my way if he's in front of me. 
One of his strong points seems to be the fact that he doesn't seem to make many mistakes. And I know you've been down on yourself because you have made a few mistakes. And that, that's really just been the difference thus far, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, just little mistakes in the race. But I think it actually all like the start kind of all like contributes to like having a bad start and like you're all flustered and like trying to get trying to get back up there and close that distance and you I tend to make mistakes when I'm a little like hot and trying to like push and so yeah mistakes have kind of been the downfall this these last two rounds but um definitely the, the start will be better so I think the mistakes will be minimized how does it work with junior cup Dominic, you know, the bikes, obviously they're, they're not as powerful as a super sport bike um, or even a twins cup bike, obviously. Uh, is it a, is it a thing where you got to carry a lot of corner speed? Is it, is it not, you can't do, you, you can draft and pass, I guess, um, coming out of turns, but what's, what's the technique that you really, you need to use in that, that class of racing? Yeah, it's definitely carry a lot of uh, corner speed compared to where, like the bigger bikes is like a point and shoot um so it's yeah um getting in there i mean i like to be late on the brakes um because you don't want anybody getting up here inside but just carrying that brake pressure to the apex and uh, getting on the gas as early as possible to carry that corner speed and just getting in your tuck as possible because it doesn't have that much power and yeah those are definitely things i worked on in the off season Is there, do you, do you, I mean, you're not a small kid, right? I mean, it, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember, but I think I'm always looking up at you, which is not, doesn't mean your bike by any means, <laughs> I'm not, but is, is that, is, is the size a factor on those bikes? It must be. Yeah, um, I'm 5'10", um, the same size as my crew. Yeah, the leathers fit perfect. Yeah, they did. It was really convenient. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's, I think it is a factor. Um, you just have to like really minimize like movement and like just try and get in your tuck as early as possible, but without unsettling the bike. But yeah, it's it's definitely tricky. Um, being a little bit bigger, getting in in behind the bubble. So Dominic, I want to talk a little bit about your about Colin Barton too. I'm getting to know him a little bit better, and I, I definitely did at Pittsburgh because um, I uh, met the uh, three wounded. Well, actually, more is more than three. I think there were four wounded warriors that were embedded in that team. And Colin's doing a lot of great work with the Wounded Warriors Project, and he also I know he made a donation to uh, Raymond Rizzo, uh, his Finding the Finish Community Center, the which he's a chaplain in our paddock as well as in American flat track, um, which is what, so it's really cool. Colin is a very giving person, um, but he's, he's got a colorful uh, vocabulary. <laughs> Let me put it that way, um, which I love it. He calls it as he sees him. And, you know, I kind of have a, a for Irish accents being with, that my first name is Sean. So, um, but he's an absolute character. Did, does he, how does it work? Does he make you nervous? Does he inspire you? Does he make you laugh? I mean, tell us about the the dynamic inside that team in dealing with him. Uh, he makes it a, a fun and interesting weekend. That's what I can say. It's, <laughs> the, the, 
there's never a dull moment in the pits, and uh, he always keeps it entertaining. <laughs> but he seems to have a heart of gold with all the things he's doing, right? He has what? <laughs> he has a heart of gold, though, with all the things he's doing to, to help out wounded, the Wounded Warrior Project and all the other uh, philanthropical things that he does, as well as supporting a team. And, and you know, also having a team is pretty awesome, too, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's uh, really in it for the, the love of racing, and um, he's just trying to grow the sport and do as much as he can. That's so All cool. right, speaking of growing the sport, um, what – if you could have you, if you could have it your way, how how are you going to go about moving forward in your career? Is it, I mean, are you gonna are you gonna hang out with Sean and I, or are you gonna piss off and go to Europe? What what's your deal? Because I mean, obviously, we'd like you to stay and work your way through the ranks that we've kind of set up for Moto America as, as a path to take. But uh, do do you have any? Have you thought that far ahead or not? Um, we've got some uh like plans for next year that we're still working on. Um. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking at staying in the U.S., but yeah, I'm not going to leave you guys just yet. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We feel good. Yeah, is it too early to say? I mean, would you go right to a Super Sport? Do you think you'd go Twins Cup? or? Um, we're, we're still working through All a few right, things. I, I, I won't I, get you I'm in trouble. Sure, I'm not sure if it's – I don't think it'll be a Twin, but um, yeah, we'll see. All right, cool. I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you. Yeah, let us know. Dominic, do you know if, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've, I tend to ask this of a lot of our junior cup riders or our younger riders, you know, have kind of, are you still growing? Have you stopped growing? Do you know if, you know, you're going to, you're projected to get taller because you're, you're a good size. I'm not saying you're, I'm saying you're a good size for being a racer. Not now, not that a taller rider isn't. But, you know, I, we've seen like, obviously Rocco's gotten a lot taller this year too. And I mean, Alex Dumas, another one. It's like, oh my gosh, that's 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 amazing how much he's grown. So, you know, do you think you're going to grow even more? Do you, do you have an idea? Um, I think I'm kind of good for now. I, I think I have stopped growing. Um, yeah, I, I hope so at least. But yeah, I haven't noticed any <laughs> any more height added in the last uh, year or so. So. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, sometimes between the off season when we see you guys right off, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like it. I mean, I really noticed it in Rocco. I'm sure you did too, didn't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, he did get a lot taller in, uh, compared to last year. Um, but I mean, I was also like that when I was around his age. I was pretty short and a little chubby when I was uh, in like grade nine, and then I hit a growth spurt and. I think grade 11 and yeah. <laughs> I'm still hoping for my growth spurt. <laughs> growth spurt definitely helped. You know, I think I've talked to you before about this, Dominic. You don't have as heavy a, a South African accent. I mean, Cameron's got a Joburg accent quite a bit. And I mean, I know Matthew's got a little bit of a different accent. He's not more, he's not Afrikaans as much as, you know, being from Durban, but your accent is probably lighter than either of them. And, I, and Sam Lockoff has a heavier accent than you as well. Is there a reason for that? Why that that is? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure how to answer that question. But um, oh, here I know, he now is. it sounded He's like bad. it. <laughs> you see, it, it, it comes when you like talk about it, but then when I like speak to like American people, I just like it. 
my voice just instantly changes to the American accent so people will understand what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't even know how to control it, to be honest. <laughs> That's amazing. It's like it's like two different people. You got the Indiana Dominic Doyle and, and the South African Dominic Doyle. That is really good. Like, nice I speak job. To my brother, it's like normal. Like I'm speaking right now. Like because you guys got my attention on it, so I'm back. This <laughs> this second part of the podcast is brought to you by the South African writer Dominic, the one from Indiana. Hey, um, I want to ask you about, you know, again, again about Dustin and, you know, some of the training that he puts you through and, the, you know, it reminds me a little bit about Ro like Rocky when, you know, Rocky used to have to chase a chicken around the, <laughs> that's Rocky's way before your time. Maybe you've seen it. I don't know, but I know he has you do some sort of non-standard and unusual training exercises. But one of the things that I was talking to him about that's coming up that I really want to find out about, it's sort of involving the whole team or certainly you, Dustin, and even Colin. Um, you're doing in between a couple of rounds, you're, you're going to Mexico and I don't think you're just going to visit Richie Escalante. You're probably, you're doing something with a mountain Tell us about what that is. Yeah. We're going, uh, to the San Pedro Martir hill climb, uh, the whole team. So like we're all riding, I'm racing a 250 supermoto. Dustin's racing a 500. Holland's mm -hmm. racing his, uh, MT09. Um, so it's like a, I guess like a fun team weekend. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never done anything like road racing before, but I'm pretty excited to try it. <laughs> is it a Pikes Peak type thing or is it more, on, you said supermoto, is it both asphalt and off-road or is it off-road? What is it? it? It's, um yeah, it's like a Pikes Peak type thing. It's a hill climb, uh, all tar. I'm doing it, yeah. I've got, I'm doing it on a 250 supermoto because Colin said, if I ride anything bigger, um, there's chance of me hurting myself. Yeah, I was going to uh, mention that. I guess I'll just have to uh, go with the 250. <laughs> Keep the speeds lower. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But wow, um, Dustin on a 500, that's that's serious. And even and Colin on that 900, that's that's pretty intense too. That that'll be something. Yeah, I hope they don't hurt um, themselves. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's cool that you guys are doing that. So, so it's probably a good team building exercise, but it's in, it's not after the season, right? Is it in between a couple of rounds? So obviously you got to kind of take care of yourself a little bit, I would think. It's in between uh barber and brickyard. Okay. Oh, wow. Gotcha. It's a little tight, but we'll make it work. Yeah, it's cool that you guys are doing it. I love the fact that, you know, when there is a little bit of time between rounds and stuff, a lot of the riders, you guys get involved in doing different things. What you're, you, the training that we've seen you do with motorcycles, what do you, do you do anything with your core um, and, or bicycling? Uh, what, what other things do you do to keep yourself in shape? I do um, quite a lot of back exercises at the gym, um, just for my lower back muscles. Uh, one of the, uh, core muscle, like the primary muscles that you really use when you're riding is the lower back. So I try to keep that strong. And I do quite a lot of mountain biking out here in Indiana. Um, I also do some eye training uh, to just, it really helps with my peripheral and just ha keeping focused on the track and being aware of my surrounding. 
Oh yeah, you know we saw it. We did it. We ran a thing this week with um, that guy Michael Torres. You were we saw you doing the thing where you were catching a ball, and I've seen I've seen Matthew do that before too, and I think Bobby Fong's done it. Um, what what is that about? Is that like a hand eye coordination or being able to focus on the ball? What what, what are you trying to do there? Um, yeah, I've just kind of started um, working with Michael. It's kind of just to get your like reflexes going, get you warmed up for the for the race. Um, the eye training that I do with Dustin is, um, it's actually kind of training that you do, um, when you get a concussion and obviously I don't have a concussion, but I, I do it to keep, keep my eyes sharp and, uh, really work my peripheral. And I, I feel like it's uh, quite a game changer. Are you gonna, are, are you guys doing the test at the Ridge or not? Yeah, we are. We'll be there. Um, is it i mean it's got to be always it's always fun to go to a track you haven't been to right i mean it's more challenging and always different yeah for, yeah, for sure it's uh it looks like a really nice place and i'm excited to, to ride there all right awesome well look um we're about out of time we're gonna let you go and uh i wanted to tell you it was it was nice having you on the show and and also congratulate you because you're you're having a really good season and i think it'll only get better for you so uh keep up whatever you're doing because whatever you're doing seems to work and uh and we'll definitely uh see you gosh it's already next week so um have a safe weekend and we'll, and we'll see you out there in the great state of washington oh, yeah. I, just want to, I just want to shout out real quick to all the south african friend, uh, family and friends that for the constant support um and thanks to you guys for having me on the show and i uh, can't wait to see you guys in washington all right awesome yeah, we're, we're looking forward to seeing you too, Dominic, and I hope to see you again like we do quite often uh, in the press conference and talk about how you did in the race. So uh, keep that up. Um, and, uh, you know, so thanks for being on with this. I also want to thank the fans for listening to our podcast, as always. Uh, of course, this next round we're talking about at the Ridge, we can't, spectators, fans aren't going to be able to be there, which makes it even more vital. Uh, for all you fans to please subscribe to Moto America Live Plus, our popular subscription streaming service, which uh, all, not only streams uh, our live races, uh, most of the practices, all the qualifying sessions, Super Bowl, and all the races for all five classes, but it also has a video on demand feature, which enables you to go back after the rounds if you've missed them and watch them if, if it's a situation where you have don't know the outcome or you want to review it again or something you've got it on in a catalog of information which is another feature of moto america live plus um and after we get done with the ridge you know we're going to rounds that we will have fans at so also don't forget to get your race weekend tickets for our upcoming rounds and you can go to motoamerica.com for complete details on live plus on our race weekend tickets and take a look at our calendar read the stories that we put on there and learn more about these awesome athletes that we have in our America series. Thanks, Dominic. And All thanks, right, Paul. Guys, thank you very thank much. You.